kids that say the kids are in Kumon or in, in some kind of educational um, uh, camp, right? While they've been learning the entire time, they start school September and they're they're right where they left off, mm-hmm. right? Even more advanced. Right. So, um, yeah, basically, basically a, a lot of things, like, like, like I just said, like, and it's, it's kind of, it's a lot. I mean, going back, I spent a few years helping my mom with the Black Business and Professional Association. Mm-hmm. It was a non-profit here in Toronto. Um, well, not really. It's all, it's all over Canada, really. Right. Um, helping people with, um, you know, helping black professionals or just minorities, really, to help get into the market, make connections. I've had many success stories from that from people, you know, just out of school, come, they came to a networking event, met somebody at RBC, you know, got, got their leg in. Where it's, it's, it might be hard for them to do that, let's say, if it was walking on the street or sending an uh, application with 10,000 others. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it just so. Yeah, that's, that's basically what I have been, do uh, been doing. You do a lot, brother. Yeah. And that's and I think Thanks. that's the beautiful thing about being successful. Like when you realize that success isn't just for you, but it's how you can apply that success, like how you can apply that to helping others to get to that level or to even be motivated and encouraged. I think for me, that's the one thing I take away from what you've, what you've done, you know, with all of the donations, the charities that you've worked with, the nonprofits, you know, the sponsorship things that you've done. It's like all you didn't have to do any of that. You know, to be a successful person, you don't have to do any of those things. But if in the core of you, there is a heart that beats, <laughs> you know, that look that looks out for people, looks out for your brother and sister, look out for mankind, it's like you have no choice but to really do something with that and, and make sure you make an impact. Because this is like legacy planning. It's not, no, it's not, so being successful is no longer about just you succeeding. It's like, how are you applying this success to other people? So that's what I take away from what you're saying, which is amazing, bro. Thanks. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, Take the credit more just about it, how if you're raised that way. So mm-hmm. I'll, like, I'll, fortunately, I was raised in a family that always gave back since I was young, right? Mm-hmm. right? So I mean, it just kind of just a part of you. You don't really get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, one of my first things I did, I guess, somewhat where I led the cause was when I was in the I was the president of the Nesby chapter, mm-hmm. uh, National Society of Black Engineers, as a lot of people know, mm-hmm. um, at Oakwood, and we just did just basic things, right? As uh, teaching kids about, um, uh, I forgot what the course is called, a little about basically evading like online predators, mm-hmm. um, and like what, how to recognize those kind of things. So we go to elementary schools, say like obviously don't give your address or don't meet somebody here or things of that nature, things to be aware of that right. you know are really uh, a big deal that people don't talk about enough. Because mm-hmm. I mean now with the, with the technology just about everywhere, mm-hmm. you know people that with, with, with bad intentions could have access to your kids just about all the time, right? right? Where right. you don't direct communication with them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, the reason why I say that is because that's I started that early is because that's what I've been doing my, my whole life. So if we do that for the next generation, start off by you know going volunteer early. You don't just do the forty hours that you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. Uh, right. Well, that's something here in Toronto. I know some of your viewers are probably in the U.S., but it doesn't always do the 40 hours that you're required to do. This should be what you do um, uh, in, in your life. Then you don't have to try and start doing it when you're when you're older because mm-hmm. that's it's much harder. I love that. I love that. I was. I, I agree. I, I think that that falls in line with the principle that I have, which is whatever you want to be, be that thing now. Don't wait till the title comes for you to be that thing. So if you want to be a good husband, right? Okay. Be a good boyfriend. Like, do do the best that you can do in the space that you're in right now. Because, again, if you're prepared for the next stage by being prepared today, you're, when it yeah. comes, it's just it's not a big deal. Like, if you are a self-starter and you're a person that can take care of yourself, right? 
Well, if you've mastered taking care of yourself, then you can take care of other people. So, like, everything works in succession right. as you get better with what is in front of you. You can then add more things to it. And I think the level of efficiency that you have to have, especially as an entrepreneur like yourself, like, you've got to be able to be good at your craft so well that when you've accomplished all the things you need to do for your week, you can then deviate time to other things that are like, you know, philanthropic. They could be donations, charitable events, you know, going and sponsoring people, talking to kids. You can't do those things if you're behind at work. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to be good and efficient here in order for you to give of yourself here. You can't give more of yourself if you haven't opened up the time to do that or the money or the yeah. finances to do that, right? So everything right. falls in line. Yeah. It goes to the saying of being better than yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Be, be, yeah. Just start doing it today. I like that. Like, be that person today. It's really good, really good quote. And it's so cool, like, everyone's got things that they're not good at. Like, everyone's got stuff. But it's like, as long as you're making one incremental step, like, I don't need to be perfect. I just want to make yeah. one incremental step tomorrow that was better than today's. Like, that's it. Like, what you yeah. just said, like, it's like about incrementing increments. It's getting better in increments, yeah. right? So, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have 20 more minutes. So I have, a, so we're going to kind of transition this conversation a little bit. So... I have some folks joining that are coming in looking up, looking and thinking about the financial literacy course that we're putting up, right? So I want to give you um, a quick quiz okay. about financial literacy because I want folks to know that no matter where you are in the spectrum, everyone's going to always be able to find value in something when it comes to financial literacy because no one was born a financial expert. Everyone kind of had to learn it in some way, shape, or form or be taught it through experience. You have to go and be bankrupt once just to figure out, okay, that's not a good way to go. Chapter 13 is not, yeah. not my thing. So question for you. When So in our, in our financial literacy course, we have five chapters. Uh, the first chapter is foundations of finance, which is a core of finance. Second chapter is debt reconstruction. Third chapter is savings. Fourth chapter is investing. And the fifth chapter is diversification of holdings, meaning asset classes, crypto, land, real estate, trust, commodities. So of those five chapters, I'll read it back to you, found the core finance foundations, debt reconstruction, savings, investing, and diversification of holdings. Which one do you think you'd be the most interested in? Just based on the title alone. Investing. Why that one? <laughs> because, um, I mean, I just, I don't know what you say. That one has kind of stood up to Hot me the most. But I mean, for me, like, I mean, this 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 could be very wrong, but I feel like that a lot of times that could give you the best um, uh, path to, I guess, uh, wealth dependent is, is investing. Like let's say, um, what was your other one? Give me, give me another. So one another one was so debt reconstruction. Okay, debt reconstruction, right? So I mean, debt reconstruction is good because that's that's a lot of defense, right? Mm -hmm. but let's say depending on, on on where you want to go, right. You're gonna have to have a high offense to get mm -hmm. there, right? So let's say if you're gonna, if you're focused on let's say, um, you know, just getting out of debt, right, and 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 managing and taking your steps out of debt. Right. Okay, that's good. But at the end of that, you know, now you're worth zero, and then you have to go from there and invest to actually become financially free, right? Right. At the same time, if you're in debt and you make the almost risky, right, yeah. you make the right investments, you'll get you'll get out of debt, mm -hmm. right? Um, let's say for, give me another one that you said. Um, foundations, the core of finance. So basically your yeah. balance sheet, how to understand assets, liabilities, expenses, owner's equity. Yeah. 
Like the terminology. That's, that's obviously extremely important too, right? Because obviously, if you're your investment, you're making money. If you're just if you're not balancing it correctly, you could. I mean, if you be making money this way and going out that way, but at least from from from, from majority of the people that I've seen that mm-hmm. have really made it, it made it. I guess big financially, right? Not just because not everyone needs to, right? Like if right. you're fine with making so fifty thousand dollars a year uh, cash. I mean. Um, passive right and you can live off that and that's good but for some people let's say if, if you let's say if you need like a million or something like that that you have to have at some point a high offense or you have to have almost like no life and just save your way there until you're like a senior right. which is not, not a route i want to take <laughs> right so i think like in almost all of those i still think like investing would be that the core of it mm-hmm. <laughs> now i'll yeah. tell you now i love i love what you said because that's what everyone thinks and I love it because it's so accurate. Like, think of like the Golden State Warriors, right? When they were in their championship run, they would yeah. just outscore you. Like, they had to play yeah. defense somewhat, but you had to score 120 points to beat them. All they had yeah. to focus on was a high offense, and that'll win them the game. Now, the question yeah. is, how many teams have you seen built that way? Right? Not yeah. many. Hard. Not yeah. many. And the last dynasty before them was the Bulls, and they were built with all defense. You had Jordan yeah. to close you, but you weren't scoring 120 on the Bulls. If you scored 120 yeah. on the Bulls, they may have had an injury. Somebody was hurt. Like, you don't really get that kind of – the games are usually 95 to 80. Like, it was never a high-scoring competition with, with, my, with MJ. But, again, very effective. So, in finance, what I found is that, like, the foundations – the reason why we did our course this way is because we want folks to understand the concepts that we bring to them. And I think a lot of folks on IG, on YouTube, on Clubhouse – they do sell the investing first, and they say, hey, I got a, a nice little trade for you. There's some, some options we can put in, and you can just follow my path, and I'll show you what I'm doing, and it's trade like I trade. But if you're just following somebody to do something, and you don't have the actual understanding of it, well, then you're just copying, which is fine, until you have to take the test yourself. And then when you go and you want to write your own option, and you want to go and buy it, and you don't realize that you bought the wrong one, and yeah. So for yeah. me, what, what we've done at The Way is like we want to give folks the foundations of everything so that by the time you're done the five weeks, you may have strengths in certain areas. Like, for example, you, may, you seem like a guy that doesn't have a lot of debt, right? Just because, again, you work, yeah. in, you work in that area. Like real estate is debt. You're helping people get debt. So when you're working in debt, you know how to avoid it. That's the thing that I've learned in finance. If I'm working in stocks, I know how to invest in stocks because I'm working around it all the time. So you see sure. people trying to be approved for homes. You know they have to lower their credit cards maximize their income, be able to show that they don't have a lot of residual expenses on their on their balance sheet, on their accounts for three months. Like You're helping people with these things, and it, in the default, it helps you to not have to fall into that category, just automatically, right? So you're not going to be there. So someone like you should be playing offense because you've already done all the hard work. You've already done all the hard stuff where you've had to get yourself situated, get yourself into a financial powerful position, invest in certain things, and now you're just reaping as much investments as you can going forward and hopefully balancing out your expense with your assets, right? So for yeah. you, I could see that. And that's why I love the way this course is built because we give you everything in each chapter where you, you show us your proficiency. And the faster you are in one, you go to the next. So, for example, the first one, and we talk about foundation. You talk about um, how to create your own balance sheet, which most people don't ever think about. But it's something that if you understand your own individual balance sheet, when you read a company's balance sheet, you'll know what the pros and cons are just by looking at it because you've already experienced it with yourself. It's easy to see, okay, they have a net loss in their balance sheet. That's not a good thing. I mean, I want to invest in a company that is making less money than they're spending. 
right? Yeah. Like, it's just exactly. a thing that you just may not want to have. Or if you have more yeah. expenses and assets or more liabilities and assets, that's not a company that you may want to invest in depending on the situation. So learning... Or just even, I mean, like what you're saying, even just to look. Just look. Right? Just like look. a lot of people just, I mean, they may just invest in the stock market based on what they heard. Never look at what they're making. Never look at what their expenses are. Even just the first step is just look and see what the company is doing. So just even past like sixty, seventy percent. Right. It's crazy, and like, and I, I think folks love to just get the hot topics, like, oh hey, get AMC is blowing up, jump on that right now, or hey, yeah. uh, Reddit said that this stock's gonna blow up, jump on that, and it's like, yeah. but did you? That's, look that's at the extent of the research. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, but did you understand why that happened? Did you understand why the stock was run up and why you shouldn't buy at the top? And like, do you understand the difference between buying low and selling high versus buying high and selling low? Like, and yeah. to me, that's one of the things that we talk about. So how to create your own balance sheet? Uh, how to create your own income statement? how to understand what the word net worth means and how to understand your net worth if it's positive or negative, what ways do you currently have. We talk about retirement planning. We talk about the time value of money. So like in the beginning, we talk about, okay, let's say you want to retire with a million dollars. How much do you have to set aside today for biweekly in order for it to grow to a million dollars if you have it invested versus if you have it in a savings account versus if you invest in an asset that can grow that way, like a real estate portfolio. Like we talk about all of these things in the foundation course because all of them apply to people in different ways. And I've realized that no matter where you are in the spectrum, there's always parts of the foundation that you can always sure up, even though like you might be financially sound. There's always something that you're going to pick up in there that's going to be like, hey, time value of money. How could I use that with my savings account? Like no one ever talks to you how to use that calculator. We should, we teach it. Like we teach how to literally yeah. plug in the values. And I, you must use that for real estate. I think you, you probably use that for... Um, looking at future value of properties, I think. Would you? Do you use for that sure. calculation? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. I mean, a lot of it's just studying history, and on top of that, is knowing what's happening in your market, especially knowing your market. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So no. A lot so, of past speculation. But you know what? Like you said, uh, like your like the the, the, the five pillars of your course. Some people might be better for might be better for some than others. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, some some of the uh, the pillars might be better for some. Like if you know you have, uh, I think a part of the reason why. Um, I wouldn't have as much uh, debt to really restructure a problem. It's just that I'm actually not a spender. I'm not a big spender at all. I'm not flashy. <laughs> I mean, I do the... I see that oh, that's around, expensive. Anything fancy, it's, just, it's just basic. <laughs> basic. I've had the same haircut since I was 10. Right. right? It's just, I don't have a lot of, lot of money going out. So. But another person, I say, you know what? Uh, I mean, I'm, I could be really a good investor, but at the end of the day, I always have zero. That person might need to focus more on debt, or focus more on on the balance sheet, or mm-hmm. on some of the pillars. Because only could be like, you know what? I'm not sure if you do this. Maybe you have like a um, what do you call those things? Like an entrance exam or whatever, or mm-hmm. assessment. It's just yeah. like, okay, you know what? You like you put the person in the whole the um, the whole what do you call it? Um, just put the whole first profile down. Yeah, and then you, you can say, okay, this is probably where you need help, or just like if you're at anything else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like that. I like just kind of giving people like a quite a blank survey, like, hey, what would you say your financial literacy uh, is right now? Do you think you're a novice, ex moder- moderately uh, expert, right. or you know, go in there? Yeah. Have you invested before? Do you have a current at investment? Do you have a retirement account? Do you have debt and savings? Do you like you know just kind of giving people questions that are just random? And yeah, yeah. I could probably put something put something together like that. I think you're right because there's this. There's so many different angles when it comes to finance. And I think one thing I learned when I was doing my financial advising was every client has a different story. 
and they have yeah. different variables. Like it's always different, even down to ethnicity. Like when we, when I look at the economy where it is right now, like you have a lot of folks who are unemployed, folks who are you know having unstable housing situations, whether that be because they're renting and the rent's going up and they can't afford it, or they're just getting mortgage cancellations, whatever may have you. Like folks are losing their homes. There's a lot of things happening right now with income security, right? So mm-hmm. when I when so when we do this, it's like this could potentially change your entire life depending on your situation. If if you were to, if you knew that you could invest a certain way that was going to pretty much give you the ability to pay off all your debts by the time you're 65. That's an offensive strategy that would definitely work for everyone if they knew how to do it. But the problem is a lot of us don't know how to do it and we weren't taught it from our parents because they're not the biggest investors. Like our generation is literally the first generation of investors, to be quite honest. Like our parents may have gone into 401ks and they may have gone into retirement accounts, but back then when it was kind of new. But today's trading, a lot of the folks that are getting into it now are folks who are in their careers 10 years in, 15 years in, around their 20, late early 20s to late 30s are getting into the market right now. And they're the ones that are moving it, to be quite honest. And that's why crypto is moving the way it is. Not old people buying crypto. It's young people buying it, right? So, you know, if you were to ask your parents... I mean, not you, because I think your mother knows about crypto, but I think most folks on the call, if you ask them to ask their parents, hey, have you heard of Bitcoin? They would look at you crazy. Like, my mom would not know what the hell Bitcoin is. I guarantee it, and I love my mother to death. She's a teacher. She taught for her whole life. She's a pianist, organist, all this stuff. She doesn't know what Bitcoin is. You know why? Because it's not on her radar. It's just not a thing. So I I feel like we are the first generation that actually is going to have to rely on investments because our parents, they were able to get through with just Social Security over here, whatever it is in Canada, retirement accounts, whatever have you. They were able to get away with that. They have properties in their names. Like, they got away with that. As young professionals, if you don't know how to invest, if you don't know about crypto, if you don't know about land, if you don't know about buying properties for real, for, like, income, if you don't know about residual income, you're pretty much toast in this generation. Your thoughts? And, and you know, another major difference is that for for our parents' generation, I mean, the difference is that there were the jobs there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, when you look at how almost every, like, cash, anything that needs a cashier is taken over by a kiosk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There's, I think, there's, like, over 200 or 30,000 drivers in the U.S., oh. right? That either a truck driver, taxi driver, something like that. And most of those are not going to be to seven years, right? right? So yeah. then that is, is, is going to be gone. Or let's say, like, sometimes you, they're, they're even making kiosks that are replacing pharmacies. Right, pharmacy. <laughs> Good job. So I mean, um, the reason why you have to you have to figure out how to make money residually or or, or, or through investment because there's not going to be the jobs there. Like right. the jobs, there's not going to be this. You can't can just I mean go over to GM and say I want a job for 80k, um, and I have no education. Yeah. <laughs> and they say yeah, come right in. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's a completely different time. Right. Uh, some people like really scary. I've been calling it like in some of my presentations. Um, Globalization 2.0, right? Mm-hmm. So we have globalization where a lot of the, the, the blue collar jobs went over to China, went 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 across the, went, um, you know, went to other countries. Mm-hmm. But now we're starting to see, especially with this Zoom and and how everyone's getting used to working remotely, we're going to yeah. start seeing a lot of white collar jobs being moved to other places, right? Even even cheaper places in the same um, same country, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you'll see like a lot of people in the U.S. A lot of people left Cal- uh, California, let's say they moved to. Just stayed over, right? They went to Nevada, which is much cheaper, or went oh. to Arizona or New Mexico or, or, or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, because the, 
now, like you could because you could work anywhere and and, and um and still contribute to a certain area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically you're competing with everybody, right? Like you go for a, an office job that you thought was going to be, you know, you and everyone else in Toronto, and now it's you and everyone else in the world, soon enough. So I mean, I think it's 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 a pretty scary thing. I don't know how it's going to end up. Might end up with 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 like basic income that might have to come to the Western world, but um, kind of scares me. No, and as it should. Uh, I remember there was a, I was watching this YouTube video about the great exodus of African-Americans from different cities. The number one city that they're leaving is Chicago, followed by Cleveland. And then I think it was um, St. Louis. Um, New York is on there. Uh, Philadelphia is on there. Um, Los Angeles is on there. And they're moving to places like Houston, Dallas, um, North Carolina, uh, Columbus, Ohio, um, Minnesota. Like, there is a massive exodus of actual, like, black and brown folks from some of these dangerous places into areas where they're going to have better access to real estate, access to jobs, um, you know, booming economies. Like, when you think about Houston, Houston is, like, a lot of oil jobs that are coming online. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that people can get employed by. So, yeah, there's a there, there's a lot. And I think, like you said, like, there, there's going to be a – you have to know what you're doing in this generation because the opportunities are not going to be the way it was for our parents. Like you said, there's not a lot of jobs and the tech version of these jobs are going to be gone. Like when you were talking, I think what came to mind was my current position. You know, I was an HR uh, assistant uh, to HR and we now have a software that replicates my entire job. Software. So literally all the things that I used to do, I have, we have software now for payroll that does it on people's cell phones. So if they want to see the W-2s, they can do it there. If they want to see the W-4s, they can do it there. If they want to do the trainings, they can do it on their phone. If they want to see what their salary is, their paychecks, their pay stubs, they want to change their allocations, all on their phone. I used to do that for them. So what it's doing is it's freeing up professionals to do other things, but it's also giving you for like, think about it. I'm freeing you up to do other things, which means that you may not have a job if your employer says, hey, this software is better than you. No sick days. No benefits, <laughs> no benefits, no 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 employed yeah. unemployed benefits, no nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got to be careful, and I think that's why investing and learning how to be an entrepreneur, getting an MBA, being your own boss, and understanding how to run a company. You may need to do that because you may not be employed in five years. Yeah. Look at the yeah. Easy Pass in New York. We used to have Easy Pass tolls where folks would literally go and you have to give your Easy Pass money to da 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 da. All those freaking Easy Pass employees are gone. Gone, replaced by cameras and lasers. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. the way of the future. It's the called the the gig economy. Everyone's gonna have you have some kind of gig just to make try to figure out how to make it. Because the regular job's not gonna be there. So either you're selling online or you're 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 you know I don't, I don't know you're just doing something because the regular jobs are gonna be very slow. Brother, I appreciate you in this conversation, man. I think it's kind of cool to have, and we talked about this before, but I'm like, now this is a, this is in this is in this is now solidified in stone. Now, now we got this on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Play, like <laughs> it's on everything. But you know, definitely want to say my, my shout out and thank you to you, Jabang, for taking the time to come and talk to us about not only your education but your career, what you've been doing, um, how you've done it, how it's impacted your life with your MBA, and just about life in general. Because again. These are the kinds of conversations that we need to have more of because I think a lot of folks are taking away gems 
from just our, our experiences as two black male MBA holding degree professionals, right? And entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, you know, just being able to have that content available for folks who are interested in getting, you know, that extra bump. Like, there are so many benefits to knowing more about how to be a business owner. Like, that's literally what the MBA Cobra is about. How to be a business owner, how yeah. to run your own stuff. Um, so any any kind of final thoughts or just things that you want to, you know, kind of stress? We do have, like, maybe three minutes. So. Yeah, um... I mean, I, I think we kind of went over it all. I mean, it was it was a great conversation. Um, I definitely, um, obviously, want to tell people to invest in real estate if you can. Like when we see how, how things are moving, especially for in big metro cities like for in Toronto and New York, mm-hmm. um, definitely. I mean, it's 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 probably like the staple or the foundation of your uh, wealth creation. Um, obviously. Uh, talk to Bernard about his program. Because you know, a lot of times, you know, the difference. I think the, the difference between um, what's like on Dave Ramsey's name, like who, who end um, and successfully or retire successfully or not. The major difference, more than even everything, even all the pillars, everything we spoke about tonight, mm-hmm. is just trying, just trying, contributing, mm-hmm. just putting money in. Not what stock you bought, not whether you did real estate over crypto over stocks. It's just doing it. It's just, it's just we were talking about um, people like you know how to how to um, uh, how to basically look in and look at a balance sheet and everything else and as a balance sheet. A lot of the big the major difference is the people who try, right? Mm-hmm. The people who are in, in real estate who win, mm-hmm. the ones who are in, right? If you were in, if you bought, if you if you overpay drastically for anything in Toronto about five years ago, you still won. You still won. People who didn't, the people who didn't win, who didn't win. Just the people who are not in it. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. It. Just try, right? So I mean, you have like your your um, um, you have your assessment. Just go talk to Bernard. Get that at least started. Just just try. Give it a shot. Yeah. Amen, amen, brother. I appreciate that, and I think that's a perfect point to leave on. Okay, I don't have anything else to say. I think that's like you summarized everything I want to say. Um, <laughs> no, nah, well, no, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you. And you're right. I mean, the difference between folks who win and folks who don't win, are whether or not they decided to play. Like were yeah. you in the game? Did you even did you even get on the court? You can't exactly. win a game when you're not in the when are not in the lineup. <laughs> we're not yeah. in the lineup. You can't yeah. win. You can't win the game if you're not in the lineup. And if you don't take the shot, you sure as hell won't win. You're guaranteed yeah. to lose every game that you don't take a shot in. So, you know, right. right, you got to take a chance. And I think for us, 2022, 2021 taught us something. It taught you that whatever you want to see manifest, if you believe in it enough, it will happen. That's what 2021 should t- should have taught you if you were paying attention. What 2022 is going to teach you is all the seeds you planted in 21, they're coming to harvest this year. So if you didn't plant anything last year, don't expect a lot this year. But that's that's your call to action to now plant things this year for next year. If that is educating yourself with a master's degree or if that is getting in our financial literacy program and learning about the foundations of finance, how to invest your money, debt consolidation, um, all of those things, asset classifications – you're investing in you. And when you do that, you can then make those moves for 2023. Because you can't reap what you haven't harvested. Like, you can't reap what you haven't sowed. Like, it's just a thing. So, spend this time to that. And if you ever need a property, my guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Go to D-J-U-V-A-Y-N-E on any social media. It's all the same. I'm the only one all the time. Which is great for my first name. Um, yeah, give me a call. Let's talk. He is the only one indeed, man. Well, brother, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for holding us down. 
Um, we will have you back for sure. And I think the conversation will definitely be as, as spicy as this one. And I think I'm going to put a challenge out there. I'm going to ask you to ask any of your aunties, uncles, or just folks that are in the, the, uh, the generation above us if they know what Bitcoin is. And I want you to let me know what the, what the, what the survey is on that generation. If they're, if they're aware of it or if they have no idea they've heard it, but they don't know anything about it. That's what I know from you, uh, what that is when I talk to you next, because I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jermaine. Well, appreciate you, brother. Till next time. Yeah, thank you so thanks. much. Thanks for coming Great. on and, so uh, and, and sharing the wisdom with us, man. No problem. All right. Be safe. Good night, everybody. folks thank you so much for joining us on youtube ig what's up for folks who joined us late um we are launching our financial literacy program today so if you are interested in getting into that that is a private course that we're giving to folks the first i'd say 100 people that message me will be enrolled just for free 101st person donations <laughs> we need donations for you but the first 100 folks i'm going to get you guys in and we're going to get you guys started on chapter one chapter one is quickly the foundations of finance we'll be discussing um, how does your balance sheet work? What is the statement of cash flow? What is your personal income statement? And what does it say about your current financial health? What is your current capacity to earn income? How the wealthy protect their wealth? We're talking about life insurance. And then we're going to go through how to create these things, how to create your balance sheet, your net worth in 2023. We're going to go into the foundations of you. Because in finance, it's not about where you start. It's about where you finish. But you still got to start the race before you can finish it. So we're going to give you the tools. And by the time you're done, it's five courses, by, the t by five weeks, five chapters. By the time you're done, you will be as proficient as I am. That's the promise. So folks, direct message me. And if you are interested, we will move on. Literally next week, Tuesday, we will start giving folks homework. So this is a real thing. If you want to make 2023 better than 2022, start planting seeds now. And then you can actually harvest that next year. So folks, we'll catch you guys on the way podcast. Thank you for joining us. See you next time. And again, till then, stay safe. DM me if you are interested in the course. And if you have friends who didn't get a chance to watch this, just kind of cue into the last five minutes. Let them see this episode and kind of get familiar with what we're doing. And uh, we'll be happy to have them. First hundred. Remember that. All right, guys. Peace out. Take care. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>